Blog Talk Radio. Hello, you are listening to our Clear Money Program's online radio show. Due to technology, I was not able to separate part two of Getting Beyond Good Intentions. If you're listening only for the second half, please fast forward to about minute 11. And with that, thank you and enjoy. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, you're listening to the Clear Money Program's online radio show. I'm your host, Helen Gibson, Community Relations Coordinator at Denver Community Credit Union. Denver Community is a not-for-profit financial cooperative serving the people of the city and county of Denver. Today, we're interviewing Nina about moving beyond good intentions with handling money to actually achieving goals. So, Nina, let's start with the subject matter of the show, not reaching goals even when a person has the intention to meet them. Have you seen this in your professional experience? I have. I saw this in my financial practice as a registered representative with a Series 6 investment license. And while I was working with clients, some of the clients had set goals, and for reasons beyond my control, they were actually not achieving those goals. So you were a registered representative Do you have other experiences with people in goal setting beyond that? I do. I um, have been an educator for over 20 years, and for 13 of those 20 years worked directly with high school to college students with goal setting of attending college and eventually graduating from college. Oh, very important. And uh, what did you do to move them forward instead of backwards? I know when I work with kids, sometimes it's like three steps forward, six steps backwards, it feels like on bad days. Oftentimes I worked with the uh, students as well as my financial clients to get them to cement a goal or create a goal that not only um, was something that was attainable for them because they were in the process of creating it, but also had emotion attached to it because once the goal has an emotion attached to it, then the brain knows how to process it in order to help them get to what, what they're trying to achieve. Okay, so we're attaching an emotion to that goal, like actually feeling it. Now, I've been on your website. Is this like part of your eight effect principles that you talk about there? It is. It is a part of the eight effect principles, um, and the eight effect principles are, are eight, essentially eight principles that I developed to help individuals who have already created a goal or know that there's an awareness that they want something different than where they currently are, but don't always know how to get there or okay. know how to make that go an actual um, reality. Okay, so what's an example of maybe one or two of those eight effect principles? So one example would be um, that an individual would have to be able to have the ability to have a goal. So we establish that the person has a goal, and in that process they have to be able to develop what I call a support system. I I've termed it or coined it the dream team. So it might be a, a, a tighter-knit support system than the general support system, a support system that's going to help them relate to that goal and achieve that goal. So can you give an example? Like if someone's saying my goal is to buy a house, what would that support system dream team look like? So the support system dream team may or may not include family members, 
friends and and support systems at at work or at school. The support system might include a representative they're working with at the um, Denver Community Credit Union. It might include a realtor. It might include a loan officer. It might include someone that has actually bought a house for the first time, even if that individual has not purchased a house but has a dream of ownership. It's, it's Think of it as a as kind of a star of team members that have actually either walked that path or can help that individual achieve that goal by getting to that path. Okay, so having that dream team, what about um, when I work with people, sometimes when, well, with that specific example, again, if they're looking at owning a home, I might, as part of their dream team, tell them, okay, let's start looking at your credit, and they'll tell me, uh, no, I don't want to, I know my credit's bad, so let's go somewhere else, let's not talk about that. What's your advice for that person? That's a, that's a great example in terms of another principle as a part of the aid effect in, in that the individual must know their current reality as it relates to that goal. So the current reality for owning a home would be one of the factors is that your, your credit score is going to be taken into consideration to, to know whether or not you're eligible and would qualify for a home. So you must start there, and if an individual doesn't want to start there, I would probe a little deeper to find out what is it about um, that specific current reality as it relates to the goal that they don't want to touch. So if we don't create an awareness of what that what that credit score is, they, they may start to save for buying a home, but mm-hmm. then other things come into play which will help them, which will delay them from getting a home because maybe they'll start to spend the money that they were saving for a down payment because they haven't submitted a, a vision with knowing what their current reality is for that specific goal of buying a home. Okay, so basically, if you aren't willing to face your current reality, you're not necessarily going to protect your goal because you don't really believe you can get to it. I I don't believe that you can. I think that you can you can visualize a goal, mm-hmm. but I don't think that you can get to that goal if you don't know what your current reality is as it relates to that goal, i.e., knowing what your credit score is, and that's going to be one of the determining factors. Okay, so thinking about uh, a different type of goal, like some people might never have seen a parent or a grandparent or a family member go to college, but they might have the goal of going to college. And I think one of your um, principles is that being able to see and feel that goal and that vision. But if you've never seen it before, what advice do you have for people? That's a great it's, – it's funny we're talking about this today because I worked with a group of um, individuals last night on just this one, one principle. And what, what I um, term this is emotional literacy. They have to know their emotions and have to be aware of their emotions. And so an individual might say, I, I've never achieved this. I've never seen anyone in my home, in my neighborhood achieve this. And so – I don't know that I can do this. And, and so I talked to them about being able to go back to an event in their past, borrow that emotion, what did it look like, what did it feel like maybe when you got a new job or when you were when you got on, selected for a basketball team or a volleyball team and borrow that emotion of belonging and insert mm-hmm. that into the present current reality of achieving going to college or owning a home or buying a car, et cetera. 
So even if you haven't experienced success before, you take an experience of success from before and place it into that vision for your future. Exactly, because if we because if we allow the goal to exist without an emotion attached to it, what did it feel like when I was there? Oh, I felt like a sense of belonging, I felt a sense of security, I felt happy. Then the brain doesn't know how to process that to give us the vision to to move forward. Okay. So when we're working with goals, one of the things we talked about with the house example is you need to get away from the fear and you need to face what that reality is. You need to take control um, and just understand where you are emotionally and you get that dream team together. Uh, so then you set a goal. What exactly do you say a goal looks like in your opinion? A goal looks like something that is different than where you currently are. So what let's take the home the example of home ownership an individual may want to live a certain lifestyle or may want to be able to say yes i have a sense of owning a home because i know that people own a home have security that's not my opinion i'm just giving that as an, mm-hmm. as an example and so a goal would be something that is something a situation different or an event different than where you're you're currently standing. And and oftentimes I will say to individuals, if you are living paycheck to paycheck or if you're trying to um, make what I call a crisis mode into a goal, I believe that you have to be able to not be living paycheck to paycheck. You have to have self actualize or realize that there is potential inside of you and have a positive self-image about going to the next direction, going to another level other than where you currently are today. And how do you get from, well, what if you are that person paycheck to paycheck? How do you get to the point where you're ready for that goal then? The work that I've done with, with individuals and with teams is to really start to peel back the, the onion layer of, what are some of the things preventing you from wanting that goal? What are some some of the things preventing you from wanting to not live paycheck to paycheck? And oftentimes it's what I call negative self-talk. It's mm-hmm. memories. It's, it's tape recordings that are in the subconscious mind that prevents a person from moving forward. So they may say, I want to move out of my neighborhood or move out of an apartment Mm-hmm. But mm, everyone in my family, even my grandparents, have always lived in an apartment. Apartment living really isn't for me. So I said, I'm going to go out and buy a brand new car. Mm-hmm. When really, by being able to have that goal of owning a home, having a dream team, having emotional attached to what it's going to look like when I'm pulling into my own garage, when I'm sitting in a living room that I'm, I'm making a mortgage on and paying um, bills on will be able to cement that goal, but not having that will have them what I call water down or step down to what that current reality. And when you're in a current reality without a vision that's bigger than the current reality, you start to flatten out and you and you start to become stuck. So if you don't keep dreaming big, you're not – you could even go backwards. Definitely. And I saw that um, with students that I worked with over the years, which have been hundreds of students, as well as um, – clients in my financial practice where we would get them to stay for an event, and if they couldn't see themselves there and feel themselves in that event, then they would start to do behaviors with creep in, and they would start to go backwards. 
And I like what you said a lot about that negative self-talk. You really need to dig into some of the emotions and the values that are in your life and make sure that you're recognizing them for either whether you want to keep them or whether you want to move forward. You have to decide, but you have to recognize them as a starting point. Is that right? That's that's absolutely correct, Helen. Being able to recognize those as a starting point. And, And oftentimes when I see that a person has said something about where they want to go and then over time you'll hear behavior where it doesn't match where they want to go, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm very specific with asking them, where did you learn that behavior? That behavior is not, to me, reflective of where you told me you what you told me you wanted in your life. And if, they, if their answer is very distant from what I believe, it's so they may say, oh, it's just something I thought about over the weekend. I just decided I didn't want to own a home or I didn't want to go to college. Mm-hmm. I recognize that they might be watering down what their real goals are and that the negative self-talk and the creative self-conscious and the conscious mind with the, what I call, old memories, old recordings, because you remember everything you've ever heard. Mm -hmm. And they may have just had an event over the weekend where someone said, you'll never own a home, why are you saving money? You know you'll never own a home. No one in our family has ever owned a home or gone to college. Then they'll Mm -hmm. come back and say, I don't want to go to college. I mm-hmm. just had, you know, I just thought about it over the weekend. When really, it's it's, it's something in their subconscious mind that's recording those negative behaviors and attaching it to the present. So, going back to the concrete example of buying a home that we started with, if I'm listening today and I'm thinking, I think I have the goal of starting or buying a home. Where do I start? Where do you suggest I start? I I suggest that you start with knowing what your current reality is as it relates to the home, knowing what is your credit score, mm-hmm. knowing what is your plan for saving for a down payment, because in this market you are going to have to save for a down a down mm-hmm. payment, and really knowing what's my budget. Mm-hmm. Meeting with someone at the credit union, that uh, a financial coach that can help you figure out a budget. Can I, can I afford to buy a home could be yes, but can I afford to maintain that home once they review their budget? Could be no. Mm-hmm. And then they should probably incorporate, I think you talked about this earlier, just having that vision and feeling what it feels like to own a home so that during the tough times you have that value and that emotion pushing you forward. That's exactly right. Being able to say, I want to buy this home. My credit score checks out. I have a plan for saving for a down payment. I, I have a budget, so if the water heater bursts, I can I can actually repair it. And how do I cement that so I can actually achieve it is to be able to create the dream team, so a, a, a nucleus of people that are going to keep them on track when, when, when negative self-talk perhaps enters in. And it doesn't enter in for everyone. But it may enter in as, as you start to move towards that goal. Creating an emotion. What does it feel like when you're in a garden that is yours? What does it look like? So, so I might ask a question of a person that says, I want to buy a home. And I'll say, very interesting. And, and what brought that about? Oh, I've, I've always thought of being able to paint the living room an X amount of, you know, right. yellow instead of having just white walls. And so I, I ask them to think about just remember, you're going to have to know what it looks like and what it feels like when you paint the walls yellow in your own living room. What does that feel like? 
and and when you watch closely, you'll either be able to see the smile on their face or to see them go into what I call a dreamland. If you're talking to them, you'll be able to hear the the different um, tones in their voice change as they talk about the thing that they can when they've attached an emotion to that goal. That's that's really um, I can I can understand exactly what you're saying. So. If someone wanted to contact you to learn more about what you do and vision, dream teams, and positive experiences, how would they contact you? They can reach me by my direct phone number, which is 303-949-6753, or contact me through my website, which is www.saloncoa, and I'll spell that, S is in Sam, O is in Oscar, L is in Larry, O is in Oscar, N is in Nina, C is in Cat, O is in Oscar dot com. So that's Salonco.com. Okay, Salonco.com. And also they can do financial coaching with us at the credit union. Um, they just have to call 303-573-1170. And uh, I want to thank you, Nina, for taking the time to speak with us today. I know you've done a lot of research and have a lot of experience. So, uh, we're very grateful here to be able to share some of it. Thank you. Have a great day. You too.